Welcome to episode 33 of the Revival Podcast for Millennial Women. Today we're actually going to be starting our Christmas series, which is focused on Christmas, meaning the birth of Jesus, through the eyes of women. And we're going to start today with Anna, the prophetess, who didn't actually encounter Jesus at his birth, but she actually encountered Jesus probably about 40 days after his birth, so he was still a little baby. But her, I think her story is a beautiful one to examine this time of year. And in the next two episodes, we're also going to take a look at Elizabeth, and then we will look at, of course, Mary, the mother of Jesus. And through these women's eyes, we want to be able to see Jesus and praise and worship the fact that Jesus was born and became the savior of this world. All right, let's get started. Hey, Millennial. Welcome to the Revival Podcast for Millennial Women, where you can come as you are, where you are in your faith journey. We're here to explore who God is and what He has to say through studying His words in the Bible. Hi, I'm Catherine Elise, and each week it's my intention to take important, relevant topics and examine them with you through the lens of God's Word and the good news of Jesus. If you're here for an honest look at Scripture beyond pulling random verses out of context, open to creative ways to connect with the ultimate creator and hoping for some good old-fashioned critical thinking about living out your faith, you're in the right place. I mean, as a former history teacher, you know I'm not going to let us off the hook with surface level application. So grab a cup of coffee, put on your favorite sweats, and download that Bible app. Let's get started with today's topic. God, we thank you so much for the birth of Jesus. We thank you for every single prophecy being fulfilled in him. We thank you that Jesus died for our sins, that if we believe in him, we are made in right relationship with you, and that we are saved, and that we get to live purposeful, meaningful, incredible lives for the purposes that you have for us. And I pray that we would see Jesus in a more beautiful light as we look through the eyes of different women. And I pray today that we would see Anna more clearly, and then we would see Jesus even more clearly. I love you, Lord, and I pray that you would speak through me today and that your Holy Spirit would be working in our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, let's go ahead and start with scripture. The passage on Anna is pretty short only a couple verses, and it comes out of Luke chapter 2. I'm going to read a couple of verses, 22 through 24, for context, and then there's a different scene that happens that I'll skip over that's not directly relevant, I would say, to our scene. And instead, we'll talk about verses 36 through 40, where we see Anna actually showing up, and then we also see kind of the end to what's going on with Mary and Joseph in this particular section. So from Luke chapter 2, verse 22, when the time came for the purification rites required by the law of Moses, Joseph and Mary took him, meaning Jesus, to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male is to be consecrated to the Lord and to offer a sacrifice in keeping with what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of doves or two young pigeons. All right, so that's the context of what's going on. They've come to Jerusalem for the purification rites. And usually this occurred about 40 days after a child is born. So Jesus is just a little baby in this scene. 
So let's skip down to verse 36. There was also a prophet Anna, the daughter of Penuel, of the tribe of Asher. She was very old. She had lived with her husband seven years after her marriage, and then was a widow until she was 84. She never left the temple, but worshipped day and night, fasting and praying. Coming up to them at this very moment, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. When Joseph and Mary had done everything required by the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee to their own town of Nazareth, and the child grew and became strong. He was filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was on him. And wow, what a beautiful story. We get to learn so much about Jesus, and we also get to learn about Anna. So I first want to talk about Anna, and then we'll go into how, what this really tells us about Jesus and about Christmas. So who was Anna? First, she was an elderly widow. So it seems from this passage that her husband had died after they were married for only seven years. So she had been a widow for quite a while because it says that either, depending on which version you read, either she's 84 years old in this passage, or she had been a widow for 84 years and therefore was way older, probably in her hundreds. My version made the decision that she was 84 years old, but some scholars actually say that the, the other one was true, that she was a widow for 84 years and was actually even older. The NIV, the version I read, decides that she's actually 84 years old, which is why it sounds so confident when I'm reading it. It sounds like they've really chosen that side of things. No children are mentioned, so either she doesn't have any children or they are simply not mentioned. I'm not sure which one is true. But we do know that she's a widow. So as a widow, her options in her life would probably be pretty limited. Um, Traditionally, widows were in very vulnerable positions because they were provided for financially by their husbands and their social status and everything came from their marriage. So if your husband died, usually you were in a very vulnerable situation. So I don't know her financial situation. Maybe she was independently wealthy, but I know that she never left the temple. So perhaps she didn't have another home. I have no idea what her situation was other than the fact that she is a widow and she is elderly. Second, we know that she never left the temple. So this is pretty beautiful. She spends her whole life worshiping God. This is what she does. She prophesies, she worships, she spends time in prayer. This is who she is. She's just a woman who lost her husband really early on in their marriage and then thought that this was a worthy way for her to spend her time day and night at the temple. And she understood that her best portion, the best of her life was God. And she really put her time and effort into her worship of God, into serving in the temple. Third, we know that she would fast and pray. She is a dedicated woman who spent her time fasting and praying. She is deeply dedicated to spending time with God, talking to him day in and day out, knowing that this was a beautiful and wonderful way to spend her time, being in close relationship with God. And we also see that she's recorded as given thanks to God. I'll reread that verse in just a second. She had a grateful heart. Despite her circumstances of being a widow, she had a grateful heart towards God. And I think that that's something that we can really learn from. The last thing I would point out about Anna 
from this very short passage is that she is called a prophet. She is identified as a prophet and she recognized the Messiah as a baby. So she is explicitly named a prophet. And this really does further prove the point that women can be prophets. There are several times that women are referred to as prophets in the Bible or show the ability to prophesy. And she is explicitly called a prophet. She knew that Jesus would bring the redemption of Jerusalem. And so this shows that she actually has the capability of prophesying, of knowing the future. And God clearly spoke to her and told her this. Obviously, all the credit comes from God. She just doesn't have some innate wisdom or knowledge that this is true. God gives her this information, and that's how it works with prophecy. So how we know this is from verse 38 when it says, Coming up to them at that very moment, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. So she's able to identify that Jesus is the Messiah. And here he is, a little baby, a little over a month old, and she looks at him and knows what he is, who he is, and tells people about it. He's a witness, is a witness to who this baby is. And I think that's really lovely that God uses her to affirm the identity of Jesus. All right, so what does Anna's story tell us about Christmas? Well, the first thing that I noticed is that there are many witnesses to the birth of Jesus. And when I say witnesses, I'm really talking about people that God called and then told that Jesus was the Savior that they had been looking for. And this comes in a lot of different forms. Obviously, a lot of people were present at the birth of Jesus who could affirm that or shortly thereafter who could affirm that. We know that this is true based on um, John the Baptist being born before him, what the angels told to Mary, the angels told to Joseph. There's lots of different witnesses to identifying the Savior and knowing that Jesus was the Messiah, the Savior of the world. And I think it's really cool that Anna actually recognizes Jesus. And that recognition in itself acts as a witness to the birth and identification of the Christ. So he uses her in that way and he uses many other people in that way to to act as witnesses like, hey, you guys, this is the real deal. This is really Jesus. This is really the Christ coming into the world. Secondly, it tells us that Jesus would be the savior they had been waiting for. God promised a savior to the Israelites. God promised to redeem them and bring them into right relationship with him. And so here Jesus is born as a human being, the son of God, a human being. And he goes on to live a perfect life. He is crucified and dies. He is resurrected and conquers death. And he does this to die for the sins of the world. If we believe in him, we have had our sins paid for by Jesus. He is the savior that our hearts long for and have looked for and find fulfillment in. Here he is being born as a baby and being identified by Anna. Third, Jesus, the son of God, was born as a human being into this very broken world. And I want to really emphasize that he was born a human being and he goes on to overcome death. But also I want to point out that having recently, (laughs) within the last year, given birth, I will say that it has really opened my eyes to the humility that Jesus went through to empty himself 
and come to the earth as a vulnerable baby to fulfill the will of God. There are a few things I think that are less dignified than giving birth to a child. It is just such a violent and crazy process. And once the baby is born, the baby is completely dependent on humans, adults, to take care of all of its needs. Like here, the Son of God is being born naked into the world with nothing and being dependent on human beings to take care of him, to change him when he has a dirty diaper or whatever they used back then, to to bathe him, to clothe him, to provide him with food, to nurse from his mom. It's just incredible, the humility of Jesus. And I love in Philippians 2 when it discusses how Christians ought to treat one another. And then it goes on to say, starting in verse 5, in your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Jesus, by his very nature, is God. Yet he came to earth to be born in this way, as a baby, in order to save the broken and sinful world that humans have created. He didn't make the world that way, but he paid for it with his very life. This is the Savior that we worship. This is the God that we bow down to, the one that we have hoped for and longed for all of our lives. Here he is, born into the world as a baby. Just an incredible story. Amazing. All right. Well, the story of Anna is pretty short. So just to summarize here, Anna, she was an elderly widow. She never left the temple. She would fast and pray. And she was a prophet who recognized the Messiah as a baby. She was chosen by God to be his witness. What can we learn about Christmas? That there are many witnesses to the birth of Jesus. There's lots of evidence, friends, that Jesus was born to be the Savior of the world. Also, Jesus would be the Savior that we're waiting for. And finally, that Jesus, the Son of God, was born as a human being, as a baby, into this broken world to save it. God, we thank you so much for how you flip human wisdom and human knowledge and human tradition of what we think is best completely on its head. Your Savior was born into this world as a vulnerable baby, our Savior Jesus. We thank you so much that he was obedient to death on a cross that we might be redeemed and saved if we believe and repent. I pray that this Christmas we would just be so focused on Jesus, on the gift that he is to us, the gift he has given us, and that he continues to give us. I thank you, Lord, for all that you do for us and how much love you give to your people. You don't abandon us. 
You don't leave us in our sin, but you redeem us and make us new. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Thank you for joining. I'll talk to you next week about Elizabeth. Thank you for tuning in for another episode of the Revival Podcast for Millennial Women. If you got something meaningful out of today's episode, please subscribe and leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. These reviews help more women find the show and it helps grow our community. Plus, these reviews help me see how God is using this podcast and that, my friends, blesses me greatly. Oh, and be sure to check out the show notes for more ways to connect with me. See you next time.